0: The Super Bowl is set. The Patriots will be taking on the SRAMs, and uh, nothing controversial happened. So that's a good, nice little thing for us. Uh, but we are taking a look at some guys that you cannot forget about going into drafts this year. We did our ADP review last week. This week, we're going to tell you some guys who might slip through the cracks and win you leagues next year. You're finding it out now. Let's run up the score. People don't forget. You're listening to Run Up the Score, a fantasy football hello, podcast. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to Run Up the Score. It's Donald here with Scott Hola. and Tom. Hey, everybody. Gentlemen, are you pleased with the Super Bowl matchup that we have? Sure. I mean, yeah. Two of the best teams in the league. I think the Rams were probably. The most exciting team in the NFC um, all year. The Pats did it in, Patri- in Patriots fashion. Thank you for the ten dollars. It, it, it was prompt. It was very very prompt. You actually texted me like at halftime. It was like you want me to send this over now. And it's like <laughs> I was. I think we could hold on a little bit, but you knew where it was going. And I so was did honestly going to offer at like halftime. I was like, Do you want? Can I buy out for five bucks? <laughs> and then I was like, first of all. How big of a chump would I be to actually ask that? And second, how much of a chump is Scott if he takes the it? buy out of a ten dollar yeah. bet? Come I think on that's
1: <laughs> well in your wheelhouse, though, Don. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. For and just sure. and
0: just the request alone, I might have taken it just yeah. just because you requested it, you know. But um, I mean, Rams, shoes. Pats, Rams, Pats, Shoot your shot, what, baby. what else could you want? I think this is just a uh, awesome Patriots Saints. Yeah, I, number one on my itinerary for the episode was how long are you guys going to let me rant about the no call?
1: Go ahead. It was ridiculous. It was, the worst. It was I that
0: agree. was the worst no call that that I've ever seen. Now we had the Kevin Durant play where he had both feet out of bounds trying to save the ball, and that was really bad. Yeah, I had texted you because the ref was, was like, like staring at this him. This is and like didn't Kevin Durant out of bounds level bad. It was. It's. I don't think it was quite as bad because like they were. They there were a lot of plays during that game bad, like man. that where the they let go. In. That one was terrible. And you just, like, it was the, ridiculous. The thing is with there were four too. different penalties they could have called. People will argue, well, you call a penalty on every single play. For sure, you could. Well, they should have on that one. But when it comes down to the last play of the game, if that penalty happens, they accept it. They get a first down. There was a minute and forty-one seconds left. They can knee the ball three times and kick a field goal. The Rams would have the ball with twenty-one seconds left, with a you know having to go down and kick a field goal to tie and force overtime. Not the minute and twenty-one seconds that they actually had. This was egregious. And that changed the way deprived the Saints a chance at the Super Bowl. And you know if Drew Brees never makes it to another Super Bowl he'll never forget this day he'll never forget this call no one on the saints they back. also
1: could have stopped him yes yes the yes. saints should have they had a few opportunities but you
0: know. i mean they got the ball first in overtime they did yeah punted it away it so was ridiculous so were there chances for them to win for sure but you know it will always point back to this penalty just like i mean honestly what was it third and 10 on on their own i want to say 30 yard line the roughing the passer call on uh, chris jones on brady was just as bad and it was a call it was so the ref you know this is, made it was it was guy. a really bad day know. for the refs it was bad it was a bad it day there like, should
1: there should just be like instant replay review on anything that is questionable questionable and would it make the game
0: last forever yes but maybe find a new replay method you know like yeah. just have it be a call into some mean, guy how, who's watching every how replay long shit would,
1: we'll watch him how long would that actually take though if they just did it right.
0: Would it have been worth Two it seconds. if they got the right call? Yes. Yeah. Without question. Like, I would have waited 15 minutes if I had to that, to make sure that they also, got that right. Also, they would just right.
1: have more time for ads. So. Yeah, that's what <laughs> yeah. they want. That's yeah. what they're looking for anyway. Exactly. Anyway. So, oh, we
0: have a review for 30 seconds. Let's hear what Sprite has to say. Yep. Uh, second question on the itinerary. Why would anybody ever doubt Tom Brady? I don't know, Don. Why not?
1: Yeah, I was gonna say.
0: Um, that's on you. It's stupid. It was stupid of me to do it. And honestly, and like what we never really talk about this, is, I'll, I'm gonna do it
1: again. You're counting out touchdown, Tom. I'm counting yeah. out touchdown, and now. that's like one of your favorite I things have to d- say is
0: never count them out. I have to die on this hill. Like I just have to be wrong. For the entire postseason, I can't just go back and pick the Patriots to win the Super Bowl now. No, nah, like I got have to pick the Rams. Yeah. I have to. The Rams are are fun to root for. They're more fun. But yeah. one of the things we never really talk about and why it's the Sean Patriots McVay's are so
1: good—it just goes. There's no. <laughs> there's no drop. There's no break between the the cheek and the mustache. I think it's you know fake. what I love about the. You think Rams? it's
0: fake, Tom? Painted on?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I haven't no. explored that theory, but I'm not ruling it out.
0: <laughs> how about uh? How about like. Thirteen teams didn't think that Aaron Donald was worth drafting in the first round.
1: I, well, hey, come on.
0: I mean, <laughs> you can do that with every single draft. Yeah, yeah. there's there's but players and based off positions and to needs. I, uh, um, just that over. like we never we always talk about Tom Brady and how great he is and blah blah blah. The running game won them this game. And Julian Edelman. I mean, the running game won them this game. For real, yeah. they did. Uh, Michelle goes absolutely buck wild again. We were even talking before the show. Rex Burkhead was awesome in this game. He, he ices was? away in overtime. But he was great the whole time. The power running game for the Pats, has that's what's made them this, this amazing team coming down the stretch. Yeah. And that's what's going to be really tough for the Rams. Luckily for the Rams, they got Aaron Donald and Ndamukong Sue. So power against power. Let's do it. Yes. We talked about a lot of people during our ADP review last last week and there were still some guys that we wanted to bring up to everybody because they just they they're going to end up mattering so much in draft season and we think that mentioning these players now is going to shape should shape how you draft next year and these are some league winning late round moves some league winning early round moves that you can make and set yourself up for a great season and you'll you're finding this out There's, on January. 24th. We got a lot of good info on here that you're gonna forget. Yeah. That's the most yeah. important part of you, this episode. You it's will just forget this. Things stuff. that like we forget too. And then, you know, when when we draft and then we watch the games, it's like, oh my God, why didn't I remember that? Yeah. you know, Tyler Boyd was awesome with AJ Green. We can start it right now. Yeah. Because Tyler Boyd was better with A. J. Green than he was without A.J. Green. Correct. And, you know, what that was one of the things that, that um, we had talked about all the time. We were like, oh, if, you know, with A.J. Green out, who knows what's going to happen with Tyler Boyd. Is he going to sustain? And he was able to sustain. So don't forget that just because A.J. Green is back in the lineup, he'll be back in camp, he's it's the number good. one wide receiver, it's yeah. good. It's all gravy for Boyd, who right. will be at a lower price than A.J. Yeah. Green and could easily see, you know, his 80-catch, 1,000-yard season again. Right, absolutely. Um, you know, just, just a, such a cool year for Tyler Boyd. Like, he probably is going to get paid now. He's going to be a factor in drafts where he was outside it was of the like top a, 100. Like, if he just ghosted on the year like he did the past, the first two years of yeah. his career, he could have been out of the NFL. Yeah, for sure. And now he's a very yeah. legitimate playmaker on a team that needs one. Absolutely. Uh, don't forget that Nick Chubb was running back six with the new head coach of the Browns, Freddie Kitchens. And also don't forget that Todd Munkin, the guy who unlocked the Bucks' offense, is now the offensive coordinator for the Browns?
1: Yeah, I'm, it's i know.
0: a huge deal. I'm all over Nick Chubb. Uh, the Browns in general, too. I'm really excited for. I think this is a team in a loaded wide receiver draft class. I think they're going to go out there and get themselves a big name wide receiver, a big outside guy. Yeah. And then this offense is going to be like, whoa! I want a piece of it. Like, yeah, this is going to be an offense. I think that there's no doubt my teams will be yeah. drafting at least a piece of, and it could be any piece. You know, give me Injoku or or. Uh, um, Jarvis, but especially Nick Chubb, he'll yeah. be a great value. I did uh, an early, early top 10, and I had Baker and Nick Chubb in my top 10 quarterbacks and running backs Go Really? Right. You got yeah. Chubb in your top 10 running backs? That's I have not at 10. He would have been a top 10 I mean, running back, right. back if he started I, the whole I'm year. Not, I'm not. You know, It's just interesting. I, I yeah. think that he's right there.
1: I think he'd fall in my top 10. And I think the next guy we're going to talk about is questionable. Squarely in, in the top 10, as yeah. Well. yeah. He's
0: definitely a threat. Uh, don't forget that Phillip Lindsay is... The clear-cut best running back in Denver.
1: yeah, Wrist surgery and all. I've got some stats for you to help out. Of course that you do, out. Tom. <laughs> well, just in terms of opportunity, right? So in yep. the beginning of the year, Royce Freeman, he's a big guy, right? He gets a touchdown in week two, week three, week four. Uh, he scores again in week seven, but so did Philip Lindsay. That was the Arizona game. right? And he only gets one more plunge for at week 11 from then on the full commitment was shown to Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman is nothing but a handcuff in this case. I agree. And it's crazy to say, I would never think that I'd be saying this now, but you know, Philip Lindsay's the go-to guy. Yeah. And, God, I don't think people are gonna forget this one, but it's very so, interesting how much he actually put out. Yeah. One of the
0: things, one of the reasons that I wanted to make sure that that we highlighted this was because we love to talk about Philip Lindsay, of course. But they have a new head coach, gonna have a new offensive coordinator. Just because you know Royce Freeman was drafted as a high pick, one of the things that I wanted to bring up is a new coaching regime does not care about the draft picks made from coaching regime past. Right. Right. So they need to evaluate talent and then start to build their own team. So when you look at these two you know, Philip Lindsay's the best back. There's yeah. no doubt. So in practice, I think he's going to prove he's the best back. I would be, you know, I'd be fearless about him. Any type of talk about Royce Freeman in the off season. I want to hear it. Go ahead. Yeah. Talk him up. Say, so, you know, go ahead. Tell me he's the best running back. The new coach has ever seen in his Let life. I will fall still again. draft Philip Lindsay without yep. question. He I was will so draft good this year. Royce
1: Freeman. If I draft Philip Lindsay though. Oh yeah. Yeah. I yeah. like that. He should yeah.
0: be an, an affordable handcuff yeah. for sure. He should be free. Yeah. Don't, don't forget that before he got hurt. Cooper Cup was the best wide receiver out of Robert Woods who finished as wide receiver 10 and Brandon Cooks who finished as wide receiver 13. That's half PPR. Half p- half point PPR. Yeah. I Just mean, don't I, forget it cuz I won't forget that. He was he was a top 5 wide receiver for most of the time he was healthy. You didn't he was even insane. think for 1 second from I'd say probably week Five on if you were going to play Robert Woods or Brandon Cooks. Yeah. You started them as your WR2 every single week. Cooper Cup is exactly that. Draft him like that. Start him like that. You know, do the whole thing. Treat him as Robert Woods. Treat yeah. him as Brandon Cooks, but actually with a better red zone efficiency. than We're going to
1: uh – he's going to be – it left a little lower in ADP. It's amazing because it's of this. So he's still going to be relatively cheap. People are certainly going to forget. He he's got, not
0: going to get drafted as a wide receiver too.
1: He'll Robert be Woods probably will, flex. Robert Woods will go ahead of him for yes. sure. And so will Cooks. You think so? I, do. I think Cooks goes before Woods. Then it's it's fully on again. So much name. Again. So much. I mean, it, it
0: goes with good reason. So a lot of name recognition and a lot of name value. I think that goes with Brandon Cooks when you see him in a draft. Room. Yeah, because he's eighty catches and a thousand yards every year. Right. Yeah. So you know people won't. Think of Cooper Cup in that light, even though they should. Yeah. Don't forget that Calvin Ridley, Tyler Lockett, and Mike Williams all scored at least 10 times, but all had fewer than 100 targets.
1: That's crazy that Tyler Lockett had 10 touchdowns and under 100 targets. Tyler Lockett. It's hard to believe that.
0: Well, yeah, and and Mike Williams had 11 touchdowns.
1: Well, he actually was the most efficient player since Ted Ginn to score double digit touchdowns on as few receptions right. of like years and years and years ago. Mike Williams. Yeah, Mike yeah, Williams yeah. was this year. Yeah. And um, So you know, his is kind of I don't want to call it fluky. I can't. No.
0: I think it, I I think that's why we're bringing this up is that touchdowns can be a very fluky statistic. And the fact that these guys all got under a hundred targets means you can't draft them expecting a high touchdown output like exactly. they had this year. Will they get more targets? Maybe. Yeah. But Mike Williams is still out there competing with Tyrell Williams, Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry coming back healthy, Melvin Gordon, and Austin Eckler. He's got a long way ahead of him. Calvin Ridley going to be dealing with Ido Smith, Devontae Freeman coming off of injury, Austin Hooper, Julio, and Sanu. It's tough. The only one who I'm putting stock into this performance is Tyler Lockett, and that's because of another thing that we're going to bring up about him. Don't forget that Russell Wilson had a perfect Passer rating when targeting Tyler Lockett this season, yeah, truly unbelievable stat. And it was—it's not like we can just say, "Oh, it was so fluky." Like he was heavily targeted. He, uh, yes, it was under 100, but he was a big part of their game. No, plan but every in that time. offense, the amount of targets he received was the heavy target. Yeah. he was the heavy target until Doug Baldwin came back, and then you know, Lockett was- offers this interesting, you know, type of upside because he actually can attain a pretty high floor while also having a really high ceiling. So I think out of these guys, he's probably my favorite one. But I think you highlighted it perfectly. Just because these guys – don't forget that just because these guys scored a lot of touchdowns, it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to garner you the volume that, you know, is a WR2. I'd much rather have Cooper Cup than any of these guys. Tyler Lockett is going to go
1: really high next year, though. Yes. And – I don't know if he's going to be worth that. Price. What kind of round are you thinking for I him? I think he'll Tom? go in the fifth or sixth round. That's actually, kind of what I was thinking too.
0: I think so too. And even if he dropped, I don't think it'd be outside more seven or eight. But like yeah. you said, on you know target like target sets in the nineties. Yeah, he'll go he definitely. Well, he's yeah. going to go after Lockett. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. that's what got me on this whole train of thought. Like Cooper Cup was this, but all these other guys on less than a hundred targets are going to yeah. be, you know drafted ahead of him yeah. in, in he'll be drafted be. right around mike williams and calvin ridley i bet cooper cup um chris carson don't forget he had 1300 total yards 20 catches and nine touchdowns but in three weeks he had under 10 carries and he missed two weeks so that's basically five weeks where he wasn't able to be used to his full potential and or if you wasn't. looked and and the thing that you know the thing that really jumped out at me when i looked at this season I was like, wait, let me just do a quick let – me, let me hit a pro football reference and do a quick search on Marshawn Lynch and, like, what his numbers actually were when he was the big dog in Seattle. Yeah. And he got way more carries. Obviously, he got a huge amount of carries. But, like, his numbers were, like, 1,600 total yards and, like, 10 to 15 touchdowns, 15 yeah. being a huge number. But Carson had 1,309 touchdowns. He was on pace to be beast yeah. mode. They were trying not to commit to him early in the season. They did too. everything <laughs> that they could not to commit to him. Right. They draft for Shot penny in the first round. They play Mike Davis all the time. And then they're like, finally, this guy's our best back. He's been amazing all year. I, you know, this is another guy who at the these running backs that are going to be coming off, you know, after these big time wide receivers that are, I'm just like salivating. Could be league winners like, for sure. Oh, man. Yeah.
1: Marshawn Lynch, speaking of him, um, it's worth to not forget about him. The The backfield was not amazing over there. And he did score in weeks one, two, and three and get around 15 touches each game.
0: Yeah, right. He was actually used in the past game for the first time well, ever. Is he going to retire well, no, he, this year? Cut. Was this the last year? Who we'll knows?
1: See. You can't know with him. Yeah. It, it's you impossible. can't know with It doesn't John matter what like, his contract is. Yeah, you're right. You're right. With his just personality what he feels and like. that regime, right. Jesus. But, yeah, <laughs> he had at least two catches in every game as right. well. So he's worth a look, um, especially if he's going to go super duper late. It's right. a good one. Don't
0: forget that only six running backs inside the top 25 did so on less than 200 total touches. Those guys were James White, Austin Eckler, Tariq Cohen, Kenyon Drake, Matt Breida and Aaron Jones, which, Scott, you typed this up. You're saying you need volume to be one of these top flight running backs. Yes. But. Unless Aaron you're Jones Aaron Jones. Was a <laughs> stud. I, I couldn't even, you know, is yards per carry. His James efficiency, White though, too, man. I mean James White was had one of the, the biggest like Where blip, does he get drafted? You know, one of the, year? He might have one of the biggest outlier seasons of any running back that we'll ever see. Cause I just I don't think that he'll replicate this again. He had ninety catches this year. That's just insanity. But you know he is. He had an amazing season. You're right, and it goes. You know it deserves mentioning.
1: Yes. I think that he'll go in like the eighth or ninth round. I, I think he could end up. I think people could end up taking him earlier. I I goes bef- who goes? Who goes first? Sony. He'll go. Sony how about White and Burkhead? Sony's going to go in. Like White will go ahead of Burkhead. go ahead Sony's going to go in like the third round. Yeah. yeah, I know. By me or second. Deservedly so. <laughs>
0: He's a he's the best. He's going to drop a hat trick in Super Bowl. We hat have a, we have a great Bowl. we have a great stat about him coming up yeah, too. We do. But um, yeah, these running backs. I thought that there were going to be a lot of pass catchers coming in. Yeah. where you wouldn't see this was one of you your know, bold predictions. You'd see more Kenny and Drakes, where you got 125 carries and you caught 50 to 60 passes, and that's kind of what combined you on less than 200 touches. It was not the case. There were a lot of 200 carry backs that made their way up there and really shocked me as guys who were going to get 200 touches. I just yeah. didn't really see that happening, but. Oh, yeah. You know, as these teams shook out, it was like okay, they they really relied on one guy, and it's something mm-hmm. we could use going forward. Yeah, uh, TJ, y- don't forget that if Big Len is gone from Jacksonville or hurt, TJ Yeldon is an RB one. Yeah, every time he replaces Leonard Fournette,
1: he was amazing every single time through, don't through the first it. eight weeks. To, I think he was RB six. You absolutely have to own him if you own Leonard Fournette. Have yep. to is a it's. Mandatory. It's mandatory. There's no conceivable. What's interesting,
0: too, is that I believe that this year is a contract year for Yeldon as well. Oh, cool. So the Jags really have decisions to make. Yes. Do we let leonard go if so do we add you know do we sign tj yeldon back regardless wherever tj yeldon goes i think he's going to be at a great value because yeah. he will be you know underappreciated sure he's one of the best receiving backs in the league and he's actually a pretty good runner of the yeah he too. was the
1: runner uh, he's running back in alabama
0: in in my uh in legend in our dynasty league uh together neither of you guys have tj yeldon but he was a guy during the year i was trying to trade for with one of my buddies because i was like let me add TJ Yeldon right now and just kind of see where this wave takes me. And I think that you can do that in the drafts next year. Yeah. Just kind of you know, draft him at the end and just see where it takes you because right. he has the talent. Yeah, and
1: yeah. Leonard Fournette has not played a complete season yet. No. Right. No. Foot injuries that plague him and Ankles, uh behavior. The issues. Jags want to get rid of him. Yeah. They don't like him. That's yeah. for sure.
0: Oh don't forget that Odell Beckham Jr. in half point PPR still finishes wide receiver sixteen. He missed four weeks. He missed the last four weeks of the season. The offense was lost in the middle of the season, and he was barely involved in the first two weeks of the year. And he was still wide receiver sixteen. Yeah, and even with all of that,
1: even in barely involved form in PPR format, like full point PPR. Him and Saquon only had one game under 10 points. Right. So even with his like down weeks, you're still getting 10 points. Right. There's so much passing to go around in that offense. It's not going to change overnight.
0: I think this guy is, you know, and you guys know that I don't, you know, I've gone on the record a thousand times. I don't like Odell Beckham. (laughs) I've never drafted him in one league. And that's saying something because I'm in a lot of leagues. I think I'm gonna have him next year. I really do, because I think be he's cheap. gonna. I think he's gonna fall into the second round. And even you know, I'm not foolish enough to act like. Dare he we say isn't. third?
1: No. Even if no you a lot of running backs.
0: No. A ton no, of running backs. No there's no way. There's though. no way.
1: I think he goes eleven. He's
0: still a top five wide I'm receiver. I'm saying this in a league because I, I 11 the only league Where I know yeah. my spot. Oh, okay, so you still don't even have him out of outside the first round.
1: But it's like uh, it depends on your league, right? Kind of He's yeah. out of the first round for sure.
0: I I think so too. I think there's some people that might draft like a. Hop like Michael Thomas might go ahead of him, Tyreek Hill, and then you start Thielen. adding these names, and then all of a sudden, here goes Thielen. Odell. Yeah, right. I don't think Thielen will get picked ahead of him athletically. He just, shouldn't. Uh, no, he shouldn't. Yeah, no, he absolutely shouldn't. People might take oh, Mike Evans out of him. This is the whole. This is my whole point, though, right? This yeah. is the whole point. Odell, you know, he misses the last four weeks last year. You look at the final rankings; he's not even you know a top ten wide receiver. So people might be like, you know what, screw it. I'm taking Mike Evans. I'm taking these guys. Let him. And, Exactly. Let him because I currently have him at wide receiver seven. Just so we're clear, ahead of Thielen, and I was just throwing some. Names but still, out. even seven is kind of disrespectful. He's behind uh, Antonio Brown, and it, wide receiver that's seven. Six. When does that come off the board? It's like mid to back second round. It's yeah. a
1: great value. Yeah, I, seven, I don't think maybe he'll third go with wide receiver seven though. You think people will wise up? Too much respect, bro. He's good. He's, he's amazing. Great. <laughs> he's the best, arguably yeah. the best.
0: Uh, and don't forget,
1: <laughs> you can really say that. Eli. Yeah. yeah. Eli. And Antonio Brown is good. Who knows?
0: Yeah. He was tough to do. Cause like, he's gotta be a top 10 wide receiver, but we don't know where he's playing next year. He's a top 10 wide receiver. regardless yeah. of where he goes. Um, don't forget that Eli Manning's career win percentage went under 500 this year, even though that has nothing to do with fantasy. <laughs> I just, just you just I have throw. to take the digs at Eli when and I And Tom and I will both stream him with a smile on our face if the matchup and is right. And
1: I probably I, will too. I love doing it. And you want to know why? Cuz he's got this really good receiver, Odell Beckham <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Jr. There you go. <laughs>
0: How about his running back, uh, Saquon Barkley? Oh, you already said Tom this, one. Yeah. this Tom just mentioned this. Yeah. Tom already brought up that both of them only had one game combined yeah. under 10 points, full PPR. What you have seen from Todd Gurley uh, in this postseason, I'll just bring it up just real yeah. quickly. Don't forget about what has happened to Todd Gurley over yeah. the last four weeks this He's season. He's healthy. Draft Saquon over
1: him. I think we're thinking Saquon number one, the 101.
0: Saquon is, in my eyes, right now he is in pole position. I'm not I'm not Same. stopping anybody from taking Saquon. I'm not taking Gurley
1: if they're just going to pick
0: up some bum off the couch and just start him over Gurley. Like, no way. Is also,
1: is he's doing so well, so why break the system? Yep. Like, if they go win the Super Bowl and C.J. Anderson has two tugs, then, yeah. like, you bring so him back. So what? They won yeah. the Super Bowl. You re-sign him. What do you mean? And even no, if not. That's what not, I'm saying.
0: Like oh, who cares yeah. if C.J. Anderson takes Gurley? Touchdowns from Todd Gurley or whatever. Right. You're like champions. If they win, who cares? You're keeping Gurley fresh. Yeah. And then, you know, that's kind of stuff. So even if C.J. Anderson leaves and he chases more money and he finds something else, there's zero There's risk. John Kelly or someone yeah. else that they can just they slot in. They mega paid
1: Gurley, too. They Don't forget John that. They hate John Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. They hate his Pretty guts. Much. They
0: have to if they sign C.J. Anderson. He must be a
1: scumbag. <laughs> he must be the worst. <laughs> just calling him out, huh, yeah. Tom? <laughs> Get uh, on the field. <laughs> All right. If he, if he can't play...
0: Tom must have picked him a dynasty or something. No, I
1: don't, but it's just crazy. <laughs> it,
0: it is crazy. him a couple Dude, weeks. Dude, the CJ too long. Anderson thing will be I I really believe that it'll be something that we talk about forever. and remember forever. Like James
1: uh, The best running Jonas back
0: Stray. in the league, without question in our eyes, got replaced from a guy right off the couch, and now they're gonna win a Super Bowl on his back. It's love insane. It. I love it. Don't forget how dynamic they could win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Don't forget how dynamic this Panthers offense could be. Cam was hurt all of this year. Uh, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, Ian Thomas, Greg Olson pending all provide potentially huge values. Now we just actually have to hope Cam plays Just stay healthy, Cam, because there's a
1: rumor that he might, he might get shut down. Yeah, really? Yes. I
0: didn't even hear about, that. but that that means that they're in the market for Nick Foles. Ooh, that's interesting.
1: (laughs) I guess I would never, ever
0: give Nick Foles away if I was Eagles. I would never give him away. I think they're going to have to. The price was just like. Oh, they're going to have to, dude. He won a Super Bowl last year, MVP, and they didn't trade him. There's no way they trade him. I don't think they trade him either. I think they're going to would not. I think they're foolish if they trade him. What do they. What, uh, yeah. I if he know. wants to I walk mean, when his contract's done, fine. But don't trade him. You need him. It's obvious you do. Yeah.
1: All right. Went sucks. When stinks. But he actually wasn't very good. We should say that, even.
0: Yeah, don't forget that he wasn't really that good. He yeah. wasn't. I'll have to know. Yeah, of course you will, <laughs> as long as he goes late enough. I mean, oh,
1: he was going super late this year because yeah, of the injury, and now yeah. what? what can you say now? Yeah,
0: but what we want to say is don't forget about these Panthers pass catchers because – Everybody's off their scent now with this Cam news and Christian McCaffrey's dominance of the football. And we've seen but it all. Right? They all have a lot
1: of different ups. And
0: we've seen them all. Like yeah. we saw, we saw a couple Curtis Samuel Funches games. Just in a
1: contract year, so we'll yeah. see if he even returns. I'd be surprised I, if he did. I, would, I it, doubt he. It, that I should doubt he's back. unlock uh, DJ Moore. Yeah, but Curtis Samuel did a lot to outdo him as well.
0: I think the two of them are going to be big values because, like you said, you know, it all hangs on Cam. Obviously, it yeah. hangs on Cam's shoulder, but they're going to be disrespected because people will forget that they only had like two or three really good games throughout the year, but they were in line with the Panthers offense getting better throughout the year. Yeah. And he was
1: the first wide receiver taken off the board. If people don't remember that in the entire NFL draft. Yeah. So that's a high like price to commit to somebody obviously. So they have to, they don't have to, but they will do everything in their power to use him and use him. Well,
0: yeah. Agreed. Don't forget how annoyed you were with every tight end you drafted besides Zach Ertz and Travis Kelsey and George Kittle if you were brave enough in the late rounds. Trey Burton was a a monstrous headache. Targetless bagel. Eric Ebron, tight end four, had a targetless bagel. Most drops in the And NFL. the most drops in the NFL. Even like, when I wrote this one down to don't forget, I, I was focusing more because I was just looking at like the top ten drafted tight ends. Yeah. And outside of those guys, they were all terrible.
1: All of them had a so game where it was Jimmy like, this Graham guy's awful. made me want to die.
0: Like, why pick one yeah. in, in the middle rounds? Just don't do There's it no to point. yourself. Just no point. Don't do it to yourself. No
1: point after round four. If you're not gonna get And Ertz the guys yeah, you and
0: you know, and even the guys going in those even early Bronx. rounds. I like, don't think
1: there's any point to even drafting those guys really. They're gonna be so much yeah. money or capital, whatever you wanna call it. And they had historic seasons. Yes. So I don't yeah. think that they'll have historic seasons again. Right. Like right. it's just it just so happened that they had historic seasons at the same time. It's yeah. almost like all three Mark of them. McGuire, Sammy Sosa, <laughs> Ken Griffey Jr. Home run race, right? Yeah, it just all happened at once. Yeah. Right. It doesn't mean that the next year they did it again. Is
0: it now? Is it the home run era? Or is it just a blip in the radar? We're going to find out me and Tom we're going to be hashing that out all year because I think these three guys specifically have shown us throughout this season that they're different than a tight end. They're not what your traditional tight end is for. Just like we add a premium to Tariq Cohen because he's not a traditional running back. He plays snaps out of the slot at wide receiver and does all these things and gets a target share. That's much different than, you know, your quintessential running back. Your quintessential tight end is doing a lot more blocking than Zach Ertz and Travis Kelsey and, and, George Kittle and these guys so you know it, it's changed my mind on them and them yeah. alone from a statistical output perspective you know if if Ertz is going to catch 120 passes then like he's a WR1 right it's like gonna be really hard for him not to be yeah and you know it, even if he catches 100 yeah you know I'll take him and over Mike Evans yeah all right. Uh, don't forget that Jameis Winston. <laughs> Tom's like you need shittier tight ends than Zacherts. Tom doesn't even know who Zacherts is.
1: So, you, what <laughs> he's you, on the
0: Eagles, Tom. He plays tight end.
1: Yeah, but like for what you have to draft him at, it's like it's ridiculous. That's the,
0: he has to hit it. He has well, to. for where you have to draft. Where are you drafting him? He has to Absolutely. hit it. But if you think that. he's a better chance to hit than like, some of these other guys, I if, that. if they
1: just decide to let Goddard like be involved. Right. Now we've got a bigger issue on our hands.
0: Honestly, I think by the time that like all this comes around and we're we're ready to draft and we've gone through all this stuff, it's gonna be narrowed down to Kelsey for me, I think. Yeah. Where he is just the guy that like I'm gonna try and pick in the second round because he offers that
1: historic quarterback. That's yeah. really what it the is his, right yeah. now. Yeah. More on he, him later. And
0: he's the best like and most normal wide receiver. Like Tyreek Hill. Doesn't run normal plays. It's just he's on a whole different planet. Yeah. Where Kelsey operates on Earth with Mahomes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: All right. Don't forget that your run- leader. leader. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings, Earthlings. Anders <Honor's> Holmbeck. <laughs> Don't
0: forget that Jameis Winston and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Jesus forum. <laughs> Christ.
1: I do wait until I see your mouth like open.
0: Don't forget that Jameis Winston and Ryan Fitzpatrick, or Fitzmagic, combined to score 361.62 standard fantasy quarterback points, which was good for quarterback two. And don't forget they combined for a top five finish last year as well. They were second only to Mahomes. And Jameis Winston is going to be the starting quarterback in a Bruce Arians offense and is
1: likely to be disrespected. In Sing
0: the sweet praises of Jameis Winston. There's Don. no way I love it. that
1: he's going to be drafted highly. I have him no, in my top 10. No, I'm yeah. going to have him in every league. And there's a perfectly good chance that they play the Falcons week one. Oh, yeah. please do. <laughs> I hope they do. And then you he'll be owned. I mean? yeah.
0: <laughs> and then by week two, Jameis will be 90% owned. If yep. he
1: plays them week one, then... It's over. It's, it's worth the pick. It's, so, it's yeah. worth it. Even the Saints, I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The scout honestly, hasn't come out yet, otherwise we'd be telling honestly, you this. You know, the Saints reason at home,
1: why... Or, oh. Like their home. Saints like <laughs> the, Tampa? The, yeah. Yeah. Then I'll... That would drastically change, yeah, my perception of Gillespie. your draft strategy yeah. entirely. <laughs> I will draft him so much.
0: <laughs> but you know the point the point that we're trying to make though is that he's probably going to be matchup proof. Yeah, and you know yes, he, he throws a year. ton of picks, and you know he runs that chance of possibly getting pulled. But he so. also has a really steady, basically twenty points a week given to him if he just makes it through the games with yep. the way this offense has run in the past. So. I am all about Jameis Winston. I feel like I'm going to have him everywhere next year.
1: Would you handcuff him, literally? Yes. With Fitz? Yeah. Yes. Two quarterback no, leagues, yeah. I
0: wouldn't handcuff a quarter. Yeah. In a two quarterback, I would. But I wouldn't handcuff a quarterback in a one quarterback no, league. I'd just yeah. go to the waiver. All right. I know what you're I mean, like the yeah. idea, though. Yeah. They've got uh, Mike Evans. They've got Chris Godwin who made a In nice our turn. two quarterback league, we had Jameis and Fitzpatrick. Yep. We That's handcuffed That's why we're legends. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget though how good OJ Howard was with both Jameis Winston and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Only played in ten games, and he still outscored Cameron Brate
1: in all formats this year.
0: Yep, he was amazing.
1: He was great. He's an amazing Before playmaker. Cameron Brate had like five yards yeah. and like five touchdowns.
0: Jameis Winston, OJ Howard on my on, on my league stacked yeah. together. Standard, I, like that. I don't standard standard like OJ scoring. Howard. OJ Howard no? outscored Brate by by twenty.
1: Too many. Yeah, but that's too many names. That's too much. Like for them to even be that close is that's really close. Twenty
0: points in standard and they missed four games.
1: That's close. For tight ends, With six games. Even. I don't need that. Like I don't need that drama in my life, Don. I don't need to. I don't need to be playing. <laughs> I, tight he was, I agree. outperforming great when I, they were I, both I, active every week. I agree oh, with what I'm wow. saying. Oh wow, he outperformed though. the guy who had five yards. Yeah. A guy
0: that we were all high on, by the way, because he scores
1: touchdowns. And yeah. he's a tight end. But and that's so did it. OJ Howard. Yeah, but that's all. I'm not saying that I would draft him at all. I would all stream. Right. Those are both streamers. You don't want to
0: do the coin flip. Fair man. enough. Man. You don't You're doing a coin
1: flip by. Being a tight end in general, and then you're doing a coin
0: flip. Give me you guy. Zoma. He plays every snap.
1: It's the same reason that I like, I'm going to hate Ebron. I'm not, this I'm not year. making him Ugh. anymore. Ebron, I'm going to disrespect the hell out of. Oh, yeah.
0: Where the hell is Ebron going to get drafted? Way, 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 too, way, way too high. Way right?
1: too high. He should borderline, and I know this is going to sound crazy, he should basically not be drafted because, <laughs> Jack, <laughs> because Jack, okay. Jack Doyle is going to come back. Yep. And it is like, he, there's no way you can fucking know, Eron. You <laughs> can't
0: know. You don't even know if he's gonna catch the ball or not. The
1: only <laughs> thing he presents is a good, is a no ceiling basically. Yeah. Get a rushing touchdown. Yeah. Like I, they must like him. I almost guess a passing.
0: They touchdown have to too. like him.
1: Yeah, and almost a passing touchdown. He must. I won't a, have him anywhere. I don't no, get like. I won't either. It's it's stressing me out thinking yeah. about if I had him.
0: Don't forget though that Adam Humphries was a top 30 wide receiver and gets a slot guru in Bruce Arians as his head coach. 76 catches he had more catches than larry fitzgerald this year who had
1: how many don 69 hell yeah nice <laughs> giddy up adam humphries yes welcome aboard and yeah gonna, i think they're
0: gonna let the jackson walk well yeah. it's very interesting to he bring was trying to
1: get traded this year more on him yeah. later Ooh, <laughs> but nice. not really kind of Kinda, uh yeah. well bruce, it's funny to put bruce arians in there right because it's like he had more catches than larry fitzgerald right so he knows how to get a slot receiver the ball. Yes. And he's going to continue to do that. Uh, Bruce Arians is a, it's a part co- of a Bruce coach, Arians' office. Yeah, as a coach, runs as much of a meritocracy as you can ask for. Yeah. Mm. And uh, Adam Humphreys is the clear-cut show-out winner of that. I, th- I believe he will be. Got to be. And I think in full-point PPR, he's a great double-digit round nab. I oh, yeah. agree. He's going in double digits. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Definitely. He's going to be next year's Cooper Cup. Ooh, is that your bold, bold prediction? No. No. Maybe. I think he'll be really, really good full PPR. You know, he'll just be a full yeah. PPR option at your flex or wide receiver too. Right. Every week.
1: Double digits more than you'd expect. Oh, yeah.
0: All right. Tom, we know you love the scrambling men. And so the next three are all you.
1: What, Lamar Jackson? Dak
0: Prescott has been a QB1 every year of his three-year career. QB6 in his rookie year 2016. What a great year that was, by the way. And this he's been QB10, exactly QB10 for the last two might years. Might be my favorite one of the whole list we have right Dak. here. You love the him. disrespect. I love Dak. Well, also he's let's a great consider player. He's how amazing.
1: if he had Amari Cooper the whole year, right? He, probably he does finishes. way better than he didn't QB even 10. have a receiver. He's a threat for. A top he didn't five have a tight end if
0: they had Amari Cooper.
1: He's literally a threat for QB one. Yeah. Yes, in a weird way, yeah, yeah, because he presents that rushing floor that like the other elite options don't have whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, he's never had
0: ten t- rushing touchdowns in a year, but he's never he's had six. He's had no, 10, yeah, yeah, you know, so like. For him to get to QB1, in my opinion, he'd have to have like 10 rushing touchdowns. I don't or think there's awesome a cap like on how many rushing touchdowns he could have, though, depending on Agreed. how him and Zeke are running that. That well, option in the red zone is unstoppable. It is. That's part of
1: it. That's exactly what it is. Zeke opens up so many yeah. lanes for Dak. Dak is... A, a big well-suited runner and he's not afraid to do it. Yep. Hey, they the, they call those plays for yeah. him, the draws that they run. Oh, yeah. He's had more rushing touchdowns the to the end zone of a long distance, like six yards or more. Right. So like designed play calls for him than any other quarterback in, in recent times, right. more you than go. Cam Newton, more than all these other guys. So Dak is like the premier quarterback runner in the red zone. Yep. The other guys are plungers, you yep. know, they're or over the top yep. guys. Dak is doing it with his shoulder down and his yeah, like, yeah. give me the ball. <laughs> <Yeah>. Let's go. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yep. That's why so that's why I think I like rooting for him so much because you can tell like how badly he wants to win every time An he's in the absolute
1: monster games with Amari Cooper by his side. Oh my God. This connection is young. As yep. hell, uh, Amari Cooper, a guy who's younger than, like, Calvin Ridley. He's yeah. one of the younger guys. Amari Cooper's 24. So the the yeah, fact the is, is that trade with the first-round pick involved was basically like a de facto draft pick, right? Because yes. Because they just chose to draft him. Yeah, they just trade. drafted Amari Cooper yeah. and, Worked in the out. first round. And, you know... They It seems like they were onto something. So I think yep. Dak can really go far with this. Yeah. Next one, obviously, Josh Allen was QB1 from week 12 to the end of the season. Just Which absurd. actually goes to show how much validity it is to say that Dak has the potential to be QB1. Right. Because it's the same reason. Yeah. Literally, Josh Allen was QB1. I For, know people probably rolled their eyes when I said that Dak could be QB1. Right. But now you've just heard that Josh Allen was. was
0: since what week did we have him? Week We keep 12. disrespecting 12. Dak.
1: So a quarter of the year. Yeah. Let him. And Let him w-
0: disrespect Dak Prescott, and we'll get him in the double-digit rounds well, every year. What's Dying. really funny what's is hoisting belts. Is
1: Josh Allen did this with a lot of fanfare. It started out a little slower, and right. we were like, "Hmm, I, I think Josh Allen's going to be a nice value." I don't think he will. Be. Me neither. I no? think he's picked up no. too much steam. So much steam. He did it so Long publicly. One between now and August. I know, but I think that he will go way higher than. Right, I Dak. think he'll go higher than Dak. Yes. I think he'll go higher than Jameis Winston. No. A lot of these guys that we were talking about.
0: It's possible, man.
1: I really do believe this. And um, I think it's with good reason, but a little bit of concern, right? Because there's not a lot of tape on Josh Allen. No. And now there is. Right. Usually the second year coming off a big rushing uh, totals, you don't see the same thing repeat. It didn't even repeat with guys like Mike Vick. He takes a step down. Russell Wilson takes a step down. Josh Allen's step down should be massive from what it was. Do I expect him to be QB1? No. Could he be a QB1? Yeah. So for me, I actually uh, rather go to some of the other guys. I don't know if you guys have much to add on that. I,
0: I think I'd agree with you too.
1: And then Lamar Jackson. He's got some weird stats in here. I still think he rocks, so don't get me wrong when yeah. I paint this negative picture. But he only threw for over two hundred yards one time. That is an insane. He stat. fumbled fifteen times <laughs> on the year, in every start, Post-season and some included. games where he didn't start. Yeah, he fumbled. Extra butter. So there's no games where he didn't fumble the, the ball. He's um, he should be
0: the he should be the next butterfinger spokesman.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and he rushed for over a hundred yards only once, something that Josh Allen did on multiple occasions. You know, in subsequent games, even back yeah. to back. So, Lamar Jackson, as awesome as he is, as interesting as a prospect he is, he has like these struggles that he's seriously going to have to overcome. Right. But the rushing floor that. Fantasy points – the the fantasy floor of rushing is so high for a quarterback yeah. given the market that they compete in that he's still an amazing option, but he has these, these Here's pitfalls. a question
0: for you. Maybe in another, maybe another episode we can go deeper. But with all these running uh, quarterbacks kind of coming back into the league and showing their capability, do you think that a nerfing of QB rushing yards is possible in the future? Some people call no.
1: for it, but it's – it's part, part of, game, of the
0: game. I think I agree with you fully, but it's just something you know, something that
1: triggers the old hard, brain. It's hard. It's hard logistically also because like on a site to manage that. Yeah, because yeah. then you're having to change the scoring for one position. Right. That's like saying that if a wide receiver throws a touchdown pass, it should count for ten points. Right. Because they don't do it enough. Yeah. You know what I mean. So yeah, it's just needs to be some structure. Yeah, I know what you're saying, and I know some people really, really hate rushing quarterbacks, but just. Don't do that. Just love them yeah. like yeah. I did. Yeah, it'll be fun. just
0: pick them like we do, and it's yeah. fun.
1: Yeah, you you hate them because you Winning don't listen fun. to me. Like you, yeah, because you've mad. never
0: seen Dak get forty <laughs> rushing yards on one drive. You're
1: getting mad because you're playing a tr- like Ben Roethlisberger every week. Yeah. Yeah. They said he had a great year this year, but go back and look at any other year. <laughs> <Yeah>. don't <laughs> forget about that. Uh
0: don't forget that Marvin Jones was a league winner two years ago and was perfectly fine once Golden Tate left. Also. Kenny Galladay's production with Marvin in the lineup was better and more consistent. Anquan Bolden, eight tight, eight touchdowns in the system as an old man, which is now what Marvin Jones is creeping towards. There will be a new offensive coordinator in Detroit, but right. that actually is a good thing because... Teams were literally calling out the Lions' plays towards the end of the season because they had just mailed it in. And the Jets yeah. knew exactly what was going on. Yeah, week, one. <laughs> yeah. week one, they knew the signals.
1: <laughs> right. But, um, yeah, this is one of my favorite ones. I'm very, he's be very excited. Marvin he's probably Jones. a hill I'm willing to die on, truthfully. Love. yeah, um, Marvin Love, Jones Jr., is, he's always been one of our guys – and there is room for touchdowns in that system. I wrote in that little tidbit about Anquan Bolden. He did that on the, the heels of retirement. Yeah. yeah. Eight touchdowns. They pulled him like out a, of retirement, I think. A walk in the park. Yeah, then yeah. he signed with the Bills and then just retired anyway. Yep. Right. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> eight touchdowns is something that you get out of like big time players, right? Julio Jones. Yeah. yeah. It, it, eight touchdowns is More good. On him later. And the crazy thing about that is that's Anquan Bolden, right? Yeah. Marvin Jones himself and throughout his a You know, illustrious career. Yeah, he's, he's been a, a double career. digit touchdown candidate every time he steps on the field. Yep. Yep. He owns the sideline. Yes. He owns it. Oh, yeah. And he's a wide out, right? So he's not splitting time with Kenny Galladay. They're both no. going to play. Oh, yeah. I think they he got will,
0: rid of Tate so that they both could play. Yeah.
1: And I think that he'll do more than Kenny Galladay this year. I think Kenny Galladay will probably be overdrafted. And for price and perception wise, then Marvin Jones is going to be the deal. That's a good yeah. take. Yeah, I agree. It's almost like a Crabtree and Cooper thing
0: yeah. to me. I agree. I agree with you with that. The Crabtree Cooper is a great oh, yeah. comparison, yeah. especially because of the age. People will think Marvin Jones has lost a step. No, 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 yeah. no. This is the best deep ball receiver. You got out there, and M- Matthew Stafford
1: loves to chuck it. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> Don't forget though that Carry on Johnson led the league in yards
1: per carry. Ooh. Yeah, and I mean he, he and Garrett Blunt. Didn't. No. <laughs> yeah.
0: They were on no. opposite ends of the spectrum. <laughs> Which shows how good On Johnson yeah, is.
1: I'd, I'd love to see LeGarrette Blunt not be there. I'm pretty sure yep. he won't be. Uh, it will be very, very cool to unlock on Johnson. I think you no, go for Carryon Johnson. moving
0: on. He signs a one-year deal yeah. with a new team every year. He's going to find a new team this year. The Rams. And it's going to be the On show, and boy, am I excited.
1: I think uh, you draft on Johnson instead of Kenny Galladay, and if you want, you take the deep shot on Marvin Jones yeah. later on. Because I think on and uh, Galladay are going to be closer to each other than any other pairing Agreed. on that yes. team.
0: Yeah. Don't forget that Darius Geis, who's going to be coming off of an ACL reconstruction was considered by many to be the most complete back in last year's loaded class and even if and most people probably had Saquon ahead of him but he was basically everybody's number 2 in that right. draft. Yeah, and I forgot about Saquon. He's when coming I wrote back that one. with a vengeance next year. And you think about like how good those guys were, though. Like yeah. Michelle has been amazing. Chubb has been amazing. Saquon was great. You know, these these young running backs really came in Lindsay. and played well. Yeah, exactly. And Darius Geis was the guy out of them, besides Saquon. Obviously, Saquon's a god. But outside of him, you know, I remember us talking about him going inside the top yeah. ten picks as well, or inside the top 15 picks, and it wasn't he exactly slipped. the case. He slips a lot on draft day um i think people are he's gonna slip on on draft day you know in your drafts this guy is a beast he is big and fast and strong and can catch the redskins have nothing on offense nothing there's no one to give the ball to there's no reason to not just force feed this guy as long as he's healthy if you watch any video on twitter he looks pretty damn healthy so you know I really think that he is gonna be huge, huge value
1: next yeah, year. Yeah, also he got hurt so long ago that so he should long. be hundred percent. He was yeah. in, you know, he was week two. It was two pre-season. the preseason that he yeah. tore
0: his ACL, so he'll have full three hundred and sixty-five days before his first regular season snap yeah. this year. So don't forget in the games that Sony Michelle was active and played all the way through, which was twelve games, he led the team in carries every single time. And in every week besides week two and week sixteen, Sony Michelle more than doubled the amount of carries the next closest running back got. And Scott, your take is if he goes outside round three next year, it's a huge value. It's an absurd value if he goes outside of the third round. All you have to do is look at what he did in the postseason. I mean, the postseason shows the guide, but I think also, you know, these roles are really becoming defined within New England's offense and. I think it's really something sustainable we used to not think it was the pats kind of figured out their run game throughout the year and then toward the playoffs they'd run well but not this year the running game was such a big part of their success this year last year with Dion lewis and even the year before with le garrett blunt that i think that they're transitioning to more of a run heavy team being more of a run heavy team and for those reasons you know you gotta you gotta want the number one back on new england if they're gonna be you know going to a run heavy style yeah and so Michelle dominated touches. One of the only weeks he didn't double the amount of touches of the next guy was week two, and he was coming off of an injury already, so he was going to be eased back in. The other week, week 16, when Rex Burkhead had just come back, as they're easing him in as well, and they were playing Buffalo that week, which was a walkover W for him. So... You know, in those in the weeks that they didn't need Sony Michelle, they didn't double the amount of carries to the next guy.
1: Every other week, they they gave him twenty carries a game on the Patriots. This is money. What's crazy is, is they don't need all the running backs they have. So it it will only shift into their favor if they thin the the running back core that they have. I think that Burkhead he can do more than they're giving him the ability, like the opportunity to show. Agreed.
0: I think Burkhead, White, and Michelle is going to be the three-headed monster for them going into next year. Jeremy Hill. I don't know about <laughs> no. Hillman. Come on, man. <laughs> I don't know about Hill, man. He's going no. back. Oh, he's coming back. Not he might page not page
1: be page. on the Pats. Well, the vengeance, my guy.
0: I heard Canada needs a running back. <laughs> don't, don't. you say that. <laughs> don't
1: forget Julian. Saskatchewan Rough Riders. They need a tote.
0: Don't forget Julian Edelman had two single-digit performances in half-point PPR after returning from his four-game
1: suspension. Just fucked Edelman, no lie. <laughs> <laughs> One
0: of them was a nine point two, and the other one was a seven point five, and in so that means in one as full point usual. PPR, he was under ten, and it was the it was a nine spot. Yeah, I mean, this He's is great. a W. Another guy who was just like such a rock solid WR two that you can pick. Go ahead and pick him in the fourth round. People won't do it. No, I've been doing it for years, yeah. but people won't do it. <laughs> you did in the second one year. It was <laughs> oh, crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: That was funny. Fearless. Yeah.
0: <laughs> There's keepers that the in that draft, league. Abby. So it was yeah. like, okay, I got to. Like, I, I wanted. I had you him had and Demarius Thomas back to back. Well, you
1: picked Woodhead at ultra high, too. Oh, always. So I know, right. and then That was so ACL. funny. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was crazy. Don't forget that Rob Gronkowski was outscored by Vance McDonald, Kyle Rudolph, David Njoku, and a few others this year. More Jared than a Cook, few others. He was tight end 11. Yeah. He was all right. Does he retire? Yes or no? If. Okay. If the Patriots win, no. If Brady retires and Belichick That's retires, the I think Gronk retires too.
1: Okay. What what rounds are you gonna go in?
0: I don't know. I won't take him.
1: I might. I bet
0: he doesn't go outside of the fourth. It's a mistake. Late third, early fourth. Is, people will use name recognition on him like you wouldn't believe. And that's a mistake. There are too many people Last out time there you went in the fourth who, round, for some reason, still think tight ends need to be drafted
1: early. Last time he <laughs> went in the fourth round, you won the you won the league.
0: Oh, for sure. Don't forget that <laughs> James White was a top ten running back wire to wire, even with Sony Michelle and Rex Burkhead in and out of the lineup. Just thought it was worth mentioning. We talked about how Hell much yeah. of an outlier Receptions season this keep could
1: have him been, alive. He But he lines are. up in the slot. He's basically a wide receiver. Yep. They should actually give him uh dual eligibility. It's just I think if work you're, for Jalen Samuels. Yeah, I mean the Jalen tight, Samuels thing he's has made a me, tight end.
0: The Jalen Samuels thing has made me think that they need to revisit Sna- based off SnapShare and like i think there should be tight ends who have wide receiver eligibility well, i mean that
1: was his first kelsey um exactly well i think you can you can edit that in format of league of course like right. you can make it wide uh wide receiver or tight end which is cool right yeah yeah um but yeah i mean he had a record-setting day for catches in the postseason was it 15 catches by a running back yeah yeah You got 18 ever. targets yeah so like Come on. They weren't all out of the backfield. They weren't no, all screen no, passes. No. You can't just do that. They use him in an
0: amazing way. And and the best part about him is, you know, when they're when their backs are against the wall, they go to James White and right. they, they use him to move the ball down the field. And James White, Julian Edelman, Sonny Michel, you know, get used to it for the Super Bowl and get used to it for all 2019. Yeah. Don't forget that during the last month of the season, only five tight ends saw more targets. Only four tight ends had more catches. Only three tight ends had more yards. And no tight end had more touchdowns than Blake Jarwin. <laughs> <laughs> he's my top. He's my number 10 tight end going into next year. That's six. Thank max. you so much for that stat. <laughs> it's a lot. There's he, so much. Like he so has three he, of all three of his touchdowns were in one week, but he still beat everybody. Yeah. So it's like, okay, that's a win. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> it's awesome. It's great. I hope but th- he was involved and he was involved yeah. in the postseason. And that's what like, don't forget about that because he's going to be cheap. And at that point, you're throwing darts at the tight end position. Yep. And I think he's Absolutely. a he's a good bet. You saw what Jason Witten did for Dak Prescott. You saw what Dak Prescott was missing over the middle of the field with Cole Beasley in know, and out of the lineup. Insane. I mean, it's something that I, it, it really blew my mind that someone didn't emerge throughout this season. Yeah. You know, and that's why I had him on the bold predictions cuz I knew I, I had a feeling that well, someone but, was going to come up, but Did you yeah. not
1: hear the stat, buddy? He emerged. <laughs>
0: Just too late for yeah. us to late care bloomer. about. Yeah. Yeah. He's, you're right. He's just a late bloomer. So 2019, go. Blake Jarwin's here. Don't forget that Andrew Luck had his best season as a passer after looking barely ready in the beginning of the year, coming off shoulder surgery. And he and T.Y. Hilton were unstoppable toward the end of the season with T.Y. Hilton playing through a clearly busted ankle. It's something like down the stretch from week of the season. four
1: onward, he actually was uh, better than Mahomes. Luck? Nuts. Yeah. Well, Mahomes had kid. six touchdowns yeah. week two. Well, that's part of it. I mean... Big part of it. Yeah, and like
0: you said, I like how you brought up T.Y. Hilton. This guy wasn't even practicing. Yeah. T.Y. is going to be out of the... Might be outside the top 15 wide receivers. And I like what you brought up, too, that... You know, early in the year we were a little I mean, we weren't scared of Andrew Luck, but his arm strength Jacoby Brissett threw a Hail Mary early yeah. in the year. It was with weird. the game on the line. They so they just took Andrew Luck out and put Brissett in and we were like, Wait a second, can he not throw the ball fifty yards? And then three weeks later we never questioned another thing about Andrew Luck again and probably never will. Nope. But you know, that goes to show you that he can you know, these guys come sometimes it takes a little time to yep. build up and even if you're drafting someone coming off an injury, you know, if you're drafting Jarek McKinnon or Darius Geist or Cooper Cup and they don't go buck wild the first week you know don't sell the farm just you know keep growing oh captain
1: my captain yes captain
0: captain andrew luck best twitter account ever don't Don't forget forget that captain andrew luck (laughs) (laughs) is still a twitter account that deserves a dearest mother it will be a long cold winter (laughs) before the men and i can regroup Um, don't forget that Matt Ryan finished this season as quarterback too. And in two of three, the last three years, he has been a top two quarterback 2017. He was QB 15, which meant he was fully on the streaming radar as well. Yeah. I mean, he's awesome. He's been great. He's awesome. And I think that, you and he's know, this always is, been a streaming radar guy before right. this stretch that he's on. Unfortunately for us, I think that he actually will be drafted as a starting quarterback going oh, yeah. into next year. Oh, so yeah. we'll wave goodbye to him as he passes in the eighth or seventh round or whatever we'll say bye. And we'll pick up Jameis and Dak and all these other guys. But, you know, if you're, if you're looking for a quarterback, if you're willing to spend a pick that high up, Matt Ryan is not a bad one to take. Yeah. He is a very safe option. We'll be giving the Jeep wave to whoever drafts Matt Ryan. In our yeah. drafts next year. Way, way earlier than I, we want to. I always throw out the good pick when a quarterback gets yeah. taken just in case someone else is like, oh, maybe I'll take one yeah. and I'll say good pick.
1: I always <laughs> say shit pick.
0: <laughs> it's, 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 we, got, we got two different <laughs> trains No poker call. face. Don't forget that Julio Jones has four straight years with 1,400 or more yards. He, is, he was a top 10 wide receiver again. He was criminally under-targeted in the red zone again, and he didn't score a touchdown until week nine. It's absurd
1: what he but did But then this he year. did.
0: And then he did. And boy, did he. Yeah.
1: He finished with eight touchdowns. He finished real strong for you.
0: What was he waiting for?
1: Me to trade for him.
0: had 15. (laughs) He was literally waiting for me. I didn't draft yeah. him in any leagues this year, and he was like, "Scott, come on, let's go." Yeah, um, but you know, Julio Jones is the I think the best pick you can make in the second round. You know, we'll see what comes out and and how it shakes out. But yeah. this guy, like you said, you said four straight years of fourteen hundred yards, not a thousand, 1,400. That's almost ten points. Per week, yeah.
1: just off yardage, on average, over the last four
0: years. He's insane. It's insane.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And in PPR, I mean, obviously, he gets the peppering. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. Speaking of He's which, like
1: seven for 90 is like a, a guarantee almost. There's yep. no format where he's bad. <laughs> no.
0: Don't forget that only Julio Jones and Adam Thielen have had more 100-yard receiving games than Travis Kelsey since 2016. Don't forget that Travis Kelsey had one catch in week one and then went on to have at least five catches every single game
1: Double digits. down the stretch. Someone's got to tell Tom this
2: stuff. Double Tom. Digits. Keep going. Double digits
1: every <laughs> game, but week one. Yeah. Hey, I, I broadcasted that. I put Travis Kelsey as the, uh, the MVP of fantasy. True. That know? is true. That but is true. I just, you know, Travis Kelsey rocks. He's just the new Gronk, is all. Now yep. that there's no Gronk in town, Travis Kelsey will take that place in drafts right. and, you know. We'll see. Yeah. That's right. really all it to is. To be determined.
0: Don't forget that Tyree Kill is worth the first-round pick next year. Wide receiver one this year. Wide receiver five last year. Finished very strong in his rookie season. I mean, he's unbelievable, and he's sustaining. The best part That's about Tyree Kill part. is when he hits, I say it all the time, he he hits. Hits. when he hits, you win.
1: Yep. He had uh, multiple 40-burgers this year, even a 39-pointer in full-point <laughs> PPR. Um, so almost three. Th- 40 point. Games. Yeah. And the only, if he had three, then he'd be in a tier by himself. Right. But it's him and Alvin Kamara with two 40 burgers and full point PPR.
0: you love to see Alvin loves the burgers. Yes. Yeah. 30, 40. doesn't matter. He eats them all. <laughs> yep. Maybe that's his next Tuesday job. Cook flipping burgers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is sick.
0: Don't forget that. And this was such a Tom one, but he's so right. Don't forget that Damien Williams is better, more versatile, healthier than Spencer Ware.
1: Yeah, but I, bet, I wrote that. I've been. <laughs> what? I put the second part. Uh, I've been
0: hoodwinked. <laughs> you sure have. But I wrote that first part. Over
1: 12 touches in every game since December 9th, uh, and he had 30 versus the Colts. That was a lot. Yeah.
0: He's. I mean, if you just watch the Chiefs yeah. play, you know, this is one of those guys where I can't take my eyes off him when he comes on the field. I've seen yeah. so much Tyreek Hill. I've seen so much Travis Kelsey. You're like, whatever, let me watch somebody new. Damian Williams is really, really yeah. effective. He is. Faster, you know, better, stronger, whatever you want to call it, than Spencer Ware. He's the better back. So when Spencer Ware comes into all this, you know, and starts throwing clout on his name, you smile and, you know, grind your hands maniacally because you know he's going to slip. I how slit. good
1: Kenyon Drake is. Yeah. Because, like, he's very good.
0: Kenyon Drake phased him out of. Well, my point Miami. is,
1: yeah, but my point is like, let's see if Kenyon Drake out of Miami. Like, I'd love to check that yeah, out. You right. know right. I mean, like, yeah, okay. Kenyan I See Drake what you're saying. Chiefs. Like, like, like maybe back?
0: the maybe Miami just had a ton of good running backs or and they didn't know what the heck at, to they, do with them. Yeah, they suck. So yeah.
1: I don't, you know, it's perfect. I think Kenyon
0: Drake is is an incredible playmaker, but yeah. you know, we'll see if Miami figures that out next year. Yeah. Uh, don't forget that no one has ever had two fifty touchdown seasons. There have been three, and no one has ever had a better. Fantasy season on a points per game basis than Mahomes did this year. Yeah, I mean this is one that I wrote, and I know Don doesn't. But no one has ever been Patrick Mahomes the second. No one has ever been more Patrick Mahomes than Patrick Mahomes and his dad. But who played shortstop? This This is this is the this is the whole point we've been trying to make about quarterback and and in general. Pat Mahomes has the best year of anyone ever last year. Does he go in the first round next year?
1: And I think that he will, and I think it's too early. He will in a lot of leagues, but um, I think. He yeah, has to throw fifty touchdowns. No.
0: Like he has to do what he did this year to warrant a first round pick, and that is not possible. If you yeah. look at the history of the entire NFL, could he buck the trend of every player who's ever played ever? Maybe, but I'm willing to <laughs> wait and see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially at
1: quarterback. Him. Of course, I won't draft him. No.
0: Yeah, you know, like Brady never had two fifties. Manning never had two fifties. I mean, not they even back to back. Not even back to back. Just in general. Throughout the yeah. whole course of Brady's twenty-year career, he's got one. Who's the other you know? one that did uh, it? Brady Cam? and and Manning. Peyton had
1: fifty-five. Cam didn't. Cam wasn't responsible for fifty. Uh, that oh, that's just passing. Responsible
0: for it's very possible that he was. I think he did that yeah, yeah. in his MVP year. Uh, check that out. It's while I get to the next one. Don't forget that there was a point this season that Cordell Patterson had as many rushing touchdowns as Derrick Henry this season. <laughs> that was on November
1: fourth. That's the most crucial It feels point. so long November ago. It was in November.
0: <laughs> Two months into the season, Cordero Patterson had as many rushing touches like as Week Derek. 10. This
1: That means nothing if you just say, it was like, yeah, it was like week one. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. But the fact that it goes into this November, week 10. <laughs> this was a, this November was a November 4th is like week 10. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. This was a tweet that I had hashtag stats. I looked back at all of them to see right. if there was anything Smart. I could find. Yeah. And this was one of the ones I found, and I was like, this is insane. That's insane. It's, it was that true. Really it really is insane. It was true. Uh, don't forget that the Vikings offense, despite how ugly you thought it was, produced a top 10 quarterback, two top ten, two top 15 wide receivers. Diggs was uh, top 11 and Thielen was right seven. There. Yep. A top 10 tight end and two running backs who finished inside the top 35 who both had running back one performances this year. And now they have an offensive coordinator who's not going to forget that Adam Thielen's on the team, hopefully. Yeah, another. I'd, I'd like to throw in a, a highlight on this. Don't forget, don't forget about Dalvin Cook, man. He yeah. really finished. the He went show. nutty. He did. He
1: changed my perception of him big time. Oh, I mean, me too. But he also has had trouble staying healthy, of course. Yep. Which sucks, but it'll make him. <laughs> uh, it will. It will make him more affordable. And if you get the dream season of him staying healthy, I think he's a uh, he's a league winner, yeah. which I'll always chase after.
0: Don't forget that Stephon Diggs had nine touchdowns, but he narrowly scraped over a thousand yards. And fifty percent of his games, he had under fifty yards. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I like this one. Whoever wrote this one was this? You, Tom? This is Tom. This seems like a Tom. Yeah, throwing a little shade. It's typically Tom's way. Right, what's up? But man? you know, I, and I agree with you even more so because Zimmer fired the guy who was throwing all the time. He's yeah. like, "Stop throwing, or I'm going to fire you." He's <laughs> like, "Nope, I'm throwing." He's like, "Okay, see ya. Well, I'm bringing in someone who's going to run the ball. Guess what? They're going to do next year. They're going to be run heavy. I do think Diggs is a really dynamic He's player, awesome. but the target share, you know, starts to become something yeah. that you He's get about.
1: drafted in the second and third rounds, yeah and i that's too high i, for I agree someone who is not going to total that massive yardage total like if you can just a few picks earlier get julio jones who's a lock for 1400 right and Diggs, who's a questionable for a thousand it's a bigger it's a yeah. big difference oh it huge is. and you know you're not getting that weekly bailout on yards like you were talking about like just average in yards julio is going to get you 10 points yeah, yeah but insane. you're nowhere near that with stefan Diggs. no no, no and 50 percent of the time of 50 of his games he was under 100 yards yeah. which is really tough right and then i mean under 50 yards which is if you're
0: bad. under 50 yards you have to get bailed by a touchdown you become right. no better than a tight end at that point yeah,
1: yeah and he didn't have like nine touchdowns is nothing to scoff at year yeah but he could easily go up and down with that right yeah yeah for sure fickle at wide receiver
0: don't forget that Alvin Kamara had 18 touchdowns this year.
1: Incredible.
0: He's he's the best. I, I love I him. I
1: really wanted to just put that on. I know a lot of people know that, but 18 is the the number that like Blunt had for the Patriots. Same number. Yeah. But people don't talk about Alvin Kamara that way. Not they expect nearly. it out of Kamara. Yeah, but the why. thing is, is like he is so suitable for fantasy in every single format. Yes. He is a bona fide first round pick, and like you could take him anywhere. You could take him anywhere. First. Could, yeah. And yes. I would be like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Not
0: even I agree with you. And that's that's uh one of the conversations we were having and Me and Don weren't watching the games together yesterday, which might have been one of the only Sundays all year that yeah. we didn't watch the games First together. First time in a long time. But anyway, I was like, "Dude, how about Kamara? And he's like, "Well, that's that's the number one pick in one of the our, our leagues that we have together, where he has choice of it." Yeah. But um, I, and I didn't really I really bad do at him. I said, "Go ahead and do it," because I kind of want Saquon, and I'll probably be the one choosing behind him. But um, even in standard, is
1: yeah, my is the thing is any like, league. Like, you would say, oh, yeah, LeGarrette Blunt's way better in standard, of course, because he has an 18-touchdown upside. But, like, if Kamara has that and he's shown right. it repeatedly now, like, he's not just a gadget PPR back. Not even close. No. He, he's no. reached
0: a, the second year that he's validated it in. Yeah. Puts him in that elite class, that, yep. that top three, three oh, or yeah. four or five picks. Yep. Don't forget that when he actually played, Ted Ginn didn't have a game below 32 scrimmage yards He was above 50 in four of the six games he played and had a play of 20 yards or more in every single
1: game he played in this year. I love that one. Because I wrote it. Yeah, he's an it's awesome. A good one. He's an awesome plug and he play. Was he was a wide his receiver career. too on that offense, and it was really he was probably his ownership was. Yeah. Nobody up stepped up like while he was hundred percent levels. Yeah. Then he got hurt. They activated him, he came right back. They see him. You see him going to him in the playoffs, yep. like constantly plays too much. Are, plays are drawn up. For, yeah, uh, probably too much. Yeah. Plays are drawn up for Ted Ginn, and uh, he's made good on them in. History but like also had a lot of Drop problems throughout yes for but sure The role in that Saints offense for the Deep ball guy has always been one that You can throw yep. that guy out there on any given Week and you might hit a home run yep. Ted Ginn, yep. With Lance that upside Moore. and the Possibility of really just being a Wide receiver two in that offense should be it. a draftable asset and should be virtually free. Yeah. I think he'll be on a lot of my teams and he'll bail me out in some tough spots. I like that. All I
0: right. like that a lot, especially if you're in your your 12 man, your 14 man yeah, got Over a great 20 pick. yards
1: in every single game he played.
0: Yeah, it's better than Mike Evans can say. <laughs> <Yeah>. You know, <laughs> better than these receivers who had you know no show weeks. Yeah, right. Don't forget that Golden Tate on either team he played for this year had no 10 catch games. No nine catch games and one eight catch game.
1: Yeah, the PPR God himself uh, not showing up in that regard. Let's
0: see where he goes next year. That's all I'll say. Yeah. 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 I'm willing to wipe. I'm going back to the well. I'm willing to wipe his entire Eagles tenure off the record and not even count it toward his career. The circumstances that came about on that, you know, like he didn't even have Wentz. And if you, you know, I was even doing some research, like, is this going to work out? And you see Wentz, like, was, like, really trying to get Tate involved and was, like, you know, he had him over for, like, Christmas and all this, you know, other teammate type of shit. And it just didn't really work out with him. Then they go to Foles and, you know, Tate's just gone. So it just really wasn't his fault, I don't think. He's going to sign somewhere else this year, I think, to a team that is actually really going to need his services and it's going
1: to show. Yeah, we'll see what happens with him, but it's just worth pointing out. Right. Don't forget that
0: Anthony Miller had seven touchdowns and a rushing attempt in five games.
1: <laughs> but... it's a lot
0: of touchdowns. I know. But Christian Kirk finished higher than Anthony Miller did despite having only three touchdowns and three games with a rushing attempt. Yeah, I want to... And Christian Kirk finished the season on IR.
1: Yeah, I wanted to find, like, two, like, gadget guys and really compare them. Yeah. And the fact that they are getting those rushing attempts... Is obviously you know if you get like one a game that'll make it on that consideration, right? But what it shows is that they have a desire to put the ball in these guys' hands. Yes, they want to have design plays and they do have design plays for these players. Yep. I think Christian Kirk will really be more unlocked in the following season, where you know the the pieces are probably going to fall. A little I really bit like better, that, especially with Rosen and his connection that that's uh, been strong. And then you look over to the the Chicago side of things here. I think you see the departure of Taylor Gabriel. Entirely yeah. uh, From that team I don't know his contract situation but he, I think I he signed like a four year deal You think so? Yeah. You think um,
0: Miller's Miller's more the guy? I
1: think Miller can easily supplant him I mean that's his rookie season Having a great year Seven like that Seven touchdowns Yeah Wild. And they're obviously getting Never when I started him, him. So, <laughs> so my whole agenda here is to just point out two gadget guys that are going to go really late. Yep, that actually had good years. Kirk, We're taking
0: a chance on them. Yeah,
1: they're both top 40 players. Kirk
0: with uh Kingsbury as a coach. Christian Kirk, I like that because I think that he'll be used in a much more inventive way, yeah, than he was last year. You know, more moving around the formation as than just you know, playing a, a traditional outside receiver or a traditional slot. I think they'll do yeah. a lot of different things to get him the ball because outside of David, they don't have anybody else. Right. Yeah. Don't forget that Emmanuel Sanders was wide receiver 15 or 16 before his injury. How could you? You can't. We won't. <laughs> <to this laughs> <podcast. laughs> if you listen to this podcast, you, you have no shot. Yet. How could you? Yeah. Next, Don't forget <laughs> Tevin Coleman's in a contract here, too. We might oh, as well yeah. throw that in together. <laughs> don't forget that Dante Pettis had five touchdowns, four in three straight weeks, with limited playing time and very limited QB play, he, clicks, he eclipsed 60 yards four times and 100 yards once. Just we love him, too. Yes. So he's due for great a great playmaker. Going to be free. Yeah,
1: I think that he's a uh, he's very unique talent over there, and yeah. they know it, and right. so do I. Mm-hmm.
0: Don't forget that the 49ers paid Jarek McKinnon for a reason, but Matt Breida is still worth drafting as well. Matt Breida, I think you know I I like McKinnon and I always have, and I think that in this offense that he will be good and he'll be. They're you know, going to get rid of him. Tom still thinks they're going to get rid of him. I don't they think do. so. I can. I think Breida in the league. I think That'd regardless, regardless of, of if McKinnon is in or if he isn't, Matt Breida at the very least will be Tevin Coleman in the Kyle Shanahan offense.
1: He deserves it. He deserves yeah. that.
0: He deserves more than that, yeah. for sure. He deserves really to be the starter. That's why they're going to get rid of McKinnon, right. I don't think so. I don't it. think Breida. I think Breida. If one thing he's proved throughout his two years in the NFL is that he's not healthy enough to carry the load of a traditional yeah. running back, so they need a McKinnon. They need a you know I somebody. They, get, they need they, they, need, just, they need somebody. They should just go yeah.
1: literally get Tevin Coleman. Uh, right. I
0: know, but if you already paid McKinnon, give him the shot. It's probably right. the thought. Regardless, though, this is really more about Breida than it is McKinnon because I think Breida going to be a great value. Yeah, he was sick. Don't forget two more, and then we're done. Don't forget DeAndre Hopkins, 115 catches, and he didn't drop a pass. Just it's one of the best stat lines unbelievable. ever. Unbelievable. I hold that right up there with. Uh, with He's Julio my number one. Going 1400. He's my one right now too. Even with the, you know with the Brown news, it kind of gives me an out. I yeah. think with it with the possible trade pending, but yeah, but I, I've been saying it for a while. Hopkins is a guy. Speaking of which, don't forget Juju Smith, Schuster, wide receiver eight with Antonio Brown on my his goodness. team. Yeah. He has no ceiling I, I if Antonio Brown's not there next year. I can't year. even think about Juju like without Brown there. I can't even do it yet. Where we're not ready. Go?
1: Second round? Yes.
0: I'm I not ready. I'm there. not ready, Tom. I'm not take, ready. I'm not even ready to discuss first, it yet. First round, Juju. Second, another receiver in the third. Would you pick him over Julio? No,
1: I think Washington becomes really interesting to me. I agree.
0: James Washington, you mean? Yep. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. He'd be nice. and and another first, guy. I like, um, I was like. The team? Now that we're talking about the offense, don't forget about Jalen Samuels, too, who... You know, is a tight end and a running back, which gives him, you know, a, a truly versatile background, yep. um, which is actually true as much as I like to rip on it. But wow. he's going to get carries. I think, you know, he'll be that second back. And if, you know, Washington isn't working out and A.B.'s not there and all these things are going on and all hell breaks loose. Jalen Samuels is a reliable guy who's going to run targets close to the line of the scrimmage. He'll get carries. And I think that he'll definitely be involved. So in the later rounds, you know, don't forget about Jalen Samuels yeah, as, a, sure. as a flyer. Yeah, I like that too. All right, I,
1: I have one that we forgot.
0: Well, uh, I was skipping through it because we're way over. No, no, no. But I, a different really? one that yeah.
1: we forgot entirely. Oh, and that it, it's a it's a crying shame that we did. Dede Westbrook. Oh, <laughs> Atta boy. Wide receiver, thirty one in standard, a little bit worse in full point, so somewhere in the middle uh, in half point, and just a good option to have. Yeah, yeah. It was the uh, sure. the shining light. Could have been
0: a wire, wire-to-wire starter for you, really. Obviously, he had his ups and downs, but who didn't? Yeah. All right. Uh, don't forget that next week is the Super Bowl. Woo. Have you heard of it? Uh, we will be running our Super Bowl prop bet pool. Again, a reminder from what we said last week, the winner of the regular season prop bet pool will be announced in next week's episode. You're going to have to listen to figure out if you are the winner. Uh, we will be contacting our winner privately after the episode airs. Uh, we're trying to drop the episode next Tuesday to give everybody more time to do the prop bet pool. It looks like we'll be able to get that done, get that out for you. Here's one preview prop bet: um, Will they show the replay of the Roby Coleman no call during the broadcast of the game? Yes, because you know we're going to see it for the next two weeks. That's a lock. So, will they show it? Yes or no? That's one of the questions. We will see everybody on next Tuesday or Thursday with the Super Bowl prop bet pool. Got a lot of fun stuff. Uh, cooking for that one. You can find us on Twitter at RutsFF, Instagram at RutsFF. Until next time, keep scoring.
1: People don't forget.